welcome to another episode of Papa Bear Hikes. Happy Wednesday, everybody. We'll get started here with our mail call. For this week, we have Lizzie from Rosenberg, Oregon. She writes in and asks this question. Papa Bear, I do mostly day hikes and overnight backpacking trips. I use apps such as the Far Out app on occasion if I'm on the Pacific Crest Trail because out here we have that and I like hiking sections of the PCT. And I use all trails for local hikes. The problem is when I open these apps, my battery, the battery on my phone tends to run down very quickly. And by the end of the day, I don't even have enough power to take pictures. Sometimes my battery is dead before I get back to my car or when I get into camp. Do you have any advice on how I can take care of this situation so that I can conserve my battery? Yeah, Lizzie, there is. I don't know if you're doing this. Maybe you are. You didn't mention but I'll say it. Put your phone in airplane mode. Your apps will work. I've used both all trails. I've used Google Maps and I've used the Far Out app. Peak Bagger is another one. They all work when you put them in airplane mode. That will conserve your battery. Also, I don't know if you're listening to music while you're hiking, if you're using your phone for other things, but I know this much. Every app that's open is drawing power from your the battery on your phone so try to just use one app just open one app pick one app you're going to use for your hike if it's going to be the far out app then you don't need all trails if it's all trails then you probably don't need any other type of app you might use you might want to use i would avoid checking in on social media checking your emails i don't know that you're doing that i'm just saying avoid using your phone for anything other than checking your navigation app and taking some pictures also, get yourself a power bank. Or these power bricks, basically you charge it up and you can plug your phone in on the go and recharge it. I bring one with me on every backpacking trip. And then I have a smaller one that I bring on day hikes. My smaller one is about the size of a roll of nickels. I bought it a few years ago when we were traveling, Wendy and I were traveling cross country. And I thought, okay, this would be a a good thing to have with me just in case I'm in the airport or we're en route to see the kids from the airport and the phone dies. I've been taking that with me for the last several years on day hikes. And so far, I've only needed to take it out once. Uh, my phone wasn't fully charged when I started, which, of course, is another mistake. And let me just add, make sure your phone is fully charged when you get out of the car. But, yeah, that's a way to, to, to deal with it as well. If you're getting, the battery life's getting low, you could pull that out. They're light enough, easy enough to use. Just plug it in. One time I had to use it, I pretty much stuck it in the side pocket of my backpack and just ran the cord down into my pocket into the phone, and I was fine. In fact, it was almost completely charged by the time I get to the, got to the car. So I hope that helps you, Lizzie. I hope that answers your question. Put it in airplane mode. Only open one app. Only use your phone to take pictures and check your navigation app and get yourself some sort of portable charger. Our next piece of mail comes in from Kelly from Sparks, Nevada. Two West Coasters. Sparks is not far from where I was this summer. Just outside of, I get, I, yeah, I think that's just right outside of Reno. So Kelly asked this question. So Papa Bear, you've mentioned buying used gear a few times in your solo episodes. I'm just curious, where is a good place to shop for used gear? I do some day hiking now, but my husband and I would like to start backpacking. Could you recommend some sources of used gear? Yeah, Kelly, there's, there's a few. Uh, Facebook Marketplace 
is a very good source. I've actually sold some stuff on Facebook Marketplace. Uh, you have an opportunity to go through, look th- look for exactly what you want. The descriptions are usually pretty good. The people are quick to correspond with you if you have any questions. Oftentimes, people are, are willing to ship. So it is a good source for, for used gear. Also, I don't know if... Um, oh, what's the other one people have used? I don't know, but the one, the one I'm most familiar with, of course, is Facebook Marketplace. Craigslist. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know if people are using Craigslist anymore. I've never used Craigslist, but I know people have bought used gear off of there and sold it as well. Another place you could check... Social media, a lot of these hiking groups or forums or trail forums, if you just put the question out there that you're looking for, let's just say a 20-degree lightweight sleeping bag, you might find somebody that will sell, yes, I have one I'm selling. Or occasionally somebody will post something and I'm selling a piece of gear, anybody interested. So that might be another opportunity for you. It's just, I don't know if you're in any of these Facebook groups, post in there. Try to be as specific as you can with what you're looking for. You might get lucky. And a third resource is local outfitters. We have one here in Ithaca that they have a lot of used gear in their store. Sometimes they have bargain bins where something may have been returned and they've marked it down sometimes as much as 50 or 60%. When I lived in New Jersey, I used to like to go to camp where I bought so much stuff out of their bargain bin. It's a good resource. And oftentimes... These local retailers, sporting goods stores, the stuff in the bargain bin, it's returned, but it could still be used. They just can't put it back on the shelf and sell it at retail. But it's in good shape, and you have an opportunity, or at least you should, to inspect it. So there there are some resources if you want to buy used gear. And another option is borrowing. I don't know where you're at in your planning. I don't know if you and your husband have done any backpacking yet, but if you haven't backpacked to this point... I would strongly encourage you to look around for some resources to borrow from, asking friends and family, people in your community that you might know, if they have any gear you can borrow. That's always my recommended first go-to when people are getting into backpacking for the first time. Start off by borrowing the gear. Make sure it's something you like, because it's not an activity, it's for everyone. Now, I'm going to talk about food for my 33 and 23 Adirondack adventure. I'm starting to, now that we're in March, I'm putting together my food plan for my two-week adventure. Kind of loosely looking at what I do in the menu. I mean, who's kidding? My menu pretty much consists of four or five different meals that I'll dehydrate and put together. But what I might do differently is this year, I think I'm going to put that process. I'm going to, because Wendy's been trying to encourage me to do this. Two of my sons have been telling me, you know, Dad, you got this whole system with your food. Put it up on YouTube. I'm going to be doing that. So starting sometime in the middle of March, let me look here at the calendar. I'm going to say the week of the 13th at the latest, and I'll make an announcement here on the podcast. I will be posting YouTubes of my menu process. That's from planning to preparing, packaging, um, some of the thought that goes into how I put my menu together, my resupply, how I separate resupply. So I'm going to share that with everyone, and hopefully you get a little something from it. The thing with YouTube is we can't become too dependent on it. We have to remind ourselves that we're hearing one person's perspective. My way isn't necessarily the right way, so to speak, or the definitely not the only way to do it, but it might show you a different way. 
you might walk away saying, okay, I didn't think about doing that, or hey, that looks like a pretty simple recipe, or maybe it's kind of tasty. So I'm looking forward to doing that and sharing that with all of you, and that would be on our YouTube channel, Martin Outside. Where are we at with the backpack? Last week I talked about getting some feedback from all of you, and you all were great. Everybody, we, I was uh, a little taken back by how many people responded to this. But here's where we're at with feedback and, and recommendations. So I broke this down by percentages. In the lead, we have six moon designs. 33% of you said go for six moon designs. 30% were with outdoor vitals. 28% hilltop packs. Then another 9% were miscellaneous companies. And in that, people were saying, you know, did you think about Z-Pack? How about Granite Gear? How about Hyperlite, Osprey, Gregory? Those are the ones that came up in that, that 9% that I'm calling miscellaneous at this point. I did have some feedback in terms of quality and experiences. I didn't have anybody give me anything, say anything bad about Six Moons, Outdoor Vitals, or Hilltop. They all had good things to say about those three, which is comforting. It's one thing to read reviews, but then to start getting actual feedback from people like I was soliciting. That's kind of reassuring. So 33, 30, 28, it's close. I haven't made up my mind yet. If you still want to chime in on this, just go to papabearhikes.com and send me a message. But I just thought there's, yeah, since the... Since so many people responded, I just thought I'd break it down and share that. Now, I have these other ones that people had recommended, and maybe it's worth maybe giving an explanation to why they're not under consideration. And I'll start with Z-Packs. Z-Packs are great people. I was down there last January and did an on-site interview, and they were very accommodating, really nice people. It is a quality pack, but I just feel it's on the top end of my budget, as I've talked about. I have a little bit of a method here to my madness. Ounces per dollar. And when I do that ounces per dollar, it's coming out a little bit heavy on the wallet for me. It seems like I, you know, this, at what point am I taking weight off my back at the, at the cost of taking weight out of my wallet as well? I've got to balance that out. Granite Gear, you know, Granite Gear is a close one. Granite Gear almost made the list because I've heard nothing but great things about Granite Gear. And I wouldn't be surprised if at some point it kind of sneaks in there. Hyperlite, you know, I've heard some not so good things. I've heard good things, but I've also heard some not good things. It, it's a frameless pack. I mean, that, that's probably what disqualifies it. And I know what you're thinking, so is Hilltop. But, and we've had Hilltop on here as well and Outdoor Vitals. And those, again, they're really nice people, really stand behind their products. But Hyperlite, just looking at their products, looking at reviews, just wasn't doing anything for me. Osprey, a little on the heavy side, a little heavier than what I need. A little too many bells and whistles. I just need something simple. <laughs> if I'm going to describe it, if any, if any of you are not familiar with lightweight backpacks, it's pretty much a duffel bag with a hip belt and, and, and shoulder straps. To put it in its, I guess, simplest terms. Osprey, it's a quality product. They stand behind what they're selling but it comes in a little bit on the heavy side for me. And Gregory, never been a fan of Gregory. It comes in on the wrong side of everything. Too expensive, too heavy, too many bells and whistles. I don't know. It's just kind of the, the Gucci of backpacking, I think. Uh, no offense to anybody that, that's a Gregory pack fan, anybody that's using these. Honestly, I've never seen too many people with Gregory packs on backpacking trips. 
I know people use them. I just haven't seen too many. I'd have to say of the commercially made, of the larger commercially made backpacks, Osprey by far is the most popular. But it just, like I said, it comes in on heavy on the wrong ends. It comes in heavy on the weight of the pack, the actual physical weight. It comes in heavy on the wallet or on the pricier side. And, and the bells and whistles just, just don't need them. But don't be surprised. Granite Gear could sneak in there. And I really, I'm really hesitant to just take Z-Pack completely off this list. But who knows? One of those two could end up sneaking in there. Hilltop is hanging in there. Uh, and maybe there's some bias because Ben's been on the podcast and they're just really nice people. And it's easy to get behind what they're doing down there. It's But you know, for me personally, the, the frameless pack with my back issues, that's one of the reasons why this year I'm looking to change packs. My go light is frameless and I'm just at a point where I feel like I need to do something with the frame, even at the expense of picking up a few extra ounces. And believe it or not, when I look at the ones with frames, whether it's Outdoor Vitals, Z-Packs, Six Moon Designs, I don't feel it's that much of a weight penalty to have the frame. Well, I want to thank everybody for, again, for sitting through and listening to me ramble about my backpack. I'm sure there's people out there saying, Martin, will you just shut up and buy the new backpack? I'm giving myself till April 1st. If I don't have a new backpack by April 1st, I'm sticking with the go light. Don't hate me if I do it. Don't don't criticize me. It's just, if you knew me, if you know me, it's just the indecisive side of me. Everybody, get out there. We're, we're a week away from daylight savings time. That means if you're not into night hiking, more time to get out there and hike. If you're not into night driving, like me, that means you can drive to further destinations and still get home before daylight or is, is it, or not have to drive most of your ride home in the dark. I personally don't care about dri- hiking at night. Frankly, I think it's kind of cool. I kind of like night hiking. But I also like those longer days. Who doesn't like that? More daylight. It's coming around, guys. Daylight saving times. Spring's not that far away. Go out and find your big rock candy mountain. And Clyde, thanks for listening. If you haven't done so yet, go to our website, palmabearhikes.com. Listen to past episodes. Check us out on social media. Go to our YouTube channel, Martin Outside. All those links are there. In addition to that, you can buy our book or see what you're missing out on if you're not a Patreon member yet. Remember to get outside, have fun, and be safe. This episode of Pop Bear Hikes has been brought to you by Avalon Publicity. Avalon Publicity, increasing the digital footprint of content creators and skilled professionals via website development and social media services. For more information about Avalon Publicity, go to their website, avalonbusiness.org. That's avalonbusiness.org.